Hello and welcome to the Campaign Can Daily Global Podcast. This is episode five and I am Gideon Spanier, UK Editor-in-Chief of Campaign. And I'm here in Cannes with two of my colleagues from our websites around the world, Maisie McCabe, UK Editor of Campaign, and Robert Sawatsky, Editorial Director of Haymarket Business Media, representing Campaign Asia. And so, hi to you both. Hello. Hi, Gideon. Let's start with asking you to summarise your day in Cannes in three words. So, Maisie. Showcase, effectiveness, and campaign. Mm, interesting. Robert. Meetings, transformation, and effectiveness. And I'm going to give my three, if that's okay. And I'm going to go for Spike, Cloudy, and Digi Learning. And Spike, because I got to see a session with Spike Lee, the filmmaker, who's getting a Lifetime Achievement Award, which was great. And it's cloudy today. And Digi Learning is a really interesting charity, which has been uh, bringing people to Cannes as part of the Cannes for All uh, movement. And I met with them. So here are the headlines from today, which is the fourth night of awards from the festival. Apple and EA Sports FIFA 23 meets Ted Lasso wins the Grand Prix for brand and experience in activation. Pedidos from Argentina and Gut Buenos Aires win for World Cup delivery in mobile. And Mondelez and Ogilvy Mumbai win for Shah Rukh Khan, my ad, for Mondelez in creative effectiveness. And I think the big theme of the day has been the reaction to the campaign beach party. So we'll get to that. And also the Saatchi and Saatchi New Directors Showcase. But first, it's important to get on with the awards. So Maisie, let's start with this award, uh, the Grand Prix for brand experience and activation. Apple often does well. And this is an interesting partnership based around the Ted Lasso show. Yeah, essentially um, to promote Ted Lasso, which is obviously Apple's hugely successful um, comedy, they um, featured the team from the show in the actual FIFA 23 game. Um, And so Coral, our colleague, um, went to the press conference this morning and she said the judges said one of the reasons it won the Grand Prix was that basically it was literally the exact right campaign for the category, essentially. It's because the activation and the partnership was the crux of the idea and the execution in it. So, um, yeah, they said the judges apparently looked at the various layers and I think there were other other campaigns in contention. But, yeah, establishing the partnership activation experience and the results, that was the one that kind of stood out. Essentially, it's, I mean, the right partnership can replace Good advertising, right? That's you know mainly what it what it is. Yeah, it's not the only um, work we're going to talk about this evening that boasted about zero media spend, which was makes me slightly uncomfortable. <laughs> so this was uh, credited to the in-house teams at EA Sports and Apple, and uh, we watched the case study. And yes, it says also there's no actual branding around Ted Lasso. It's for AFC Richmond, the fictional team, and uh, yeah. manager and an even better man and if you tell him i said that i will brain you ea sports i'm in the game oh did i sound like the guy yeah you sounded like the guy ted 
Um, and Maisie, uh, there's a, there was a gold for the UK in this category as well um, for ITV and the campaign against living miserably with the last photo. So um, by Adam and Eve, DDB London. So uh, that continues to do well, that work. Yeah, it's gone, um, you know, it's sort of like steadily um, totted up awards, I think, through the week in, in various different categories. I would imagine most people know what we're talking about, but essentially they, they came up with this insight. Um, ITV in the UK, for those of you who don't know, has done quite a bit of work around mental health in the last few years, some of which is um, with Uncommon Creative Studio. Um, and this was this idea of um, this sort of insight of the when people are, are kind of thinking about killing themselves, often, then, you know, it's not necessarily obvious um, from outside. So um, it's a really moving campaign um, that, yeah, uh, who knows, might do well tomorrow as well. And uh, that's because the final night, which is coming up, will be where the film, Titanium and other important awards like the most creative company and agency of the year will, will be confirmed. So football is a bit of a theme, which maybe shouldn't be a surprise after a World Cup year. And Pedidos and Gut Buenos Aires won in mobile for World Cup delivery. And well, Maisie, tell us about this well, so it's interesting. You have to forgive my um, my accent. I don't know any Spanish, but Pedido CR is a food delivery company in Argentina. And so essentially what they did is when Argentina won the World Cup, um, there was lots of, I mean, most of us, I guess, around the world saw the scenes, you know, lots of excitement and celebrations in Argentina. But the things the fans were waiting for was that actual World Cup to make it across um, the Atlantic. So Pedidas Yar sent uh, an alert to its users, basically saying, you know, your delivery is on its way, um, to which, you know, the obviously case study shows lots of people getting cross and confused. But essentially what happened if they followed the link, they saw rather than kind of the usual icons and the food making its way through the nearby streets, they saw a picture of the World Cup crossing, I guess in real time, sort of using flight tracking data. It's one of those ideas that, you know, you see an agile brand and, and kind of their agency partners jumping on an opportunity and, and making something happen really quickly. Um, it also did quite well. It got gold in um, brand activation. You know, it makes a lot of sense that it's won the Grand Prix mobile because it's a mobile execution with mobile at its heart. And it didn't win in brand activation because it's, you know, it's worthy in there, but you can see why Ted Lasso got the Grand Prix ahead of it. Yeah, but very close. And I in the case study, which I, I think Maisie's sort of alluded to already, an investment of zero dollars. Yeah. <laughs> really, yeah. And you sort of think, wow, there must be quite a lot of people on the jury going, hmm. But I guess there are a lot of marketers going, yes. Yeah. The interesting thing about this one, too, is I earlier this year, I was... Um, uh, ran an interview in, in Campaign Asia. It was an interview with Andrew Robertson from uh, BBDO, and we were talking about the piece of work that kind of had inspired recently. And it was a text message that he was highlighting, and he talked about it, basically a push notification that came in. And we were talking about, well, you know, again, does do activations like this need kind of a separate category at CAN? Here it's found its way into mobile, but sure enough, we were, you know, wondering, you know, do you need best text message as a as a category? <laughs> but certainly not, it's, it's arrived. <laughs> Let's also give a shout out here to GART because the, this independent agency network is really racking up the Grand Prix mm -hmm. uh, at this festival. So uh, they're doing really very well. Uh, let's also uh, take a look at creative effectiveness and this is an important category we, we've talked a lot about work that delivers and it went to Mondelez and Ogilvy Mumbai for Shah Rukh Khan my ad and of course this work 
has been quite heavily awarded, Robert. But we had uh, Rahil, our colleague from Campaign India, on, and now the India's got a Grand Prix. So, yeah, what's what's you, what do you make of this? So, I mean, on that level, I think it's it's great, obviously, um, you know, that it's a, a Grand Prix for India when they're kind of looking to win more awards this year to try to match the, you know, the great showing that they had last year. On the other hand, this is an, an older campaign, as you mentioned. And in Asia, I think, you know, I, I was actually speaking with another juror on a, on a, on a you know, different jury. But was was saying again, yes, we've had, you know, two years of basically being hit over the head with this campaign, winning award after award. And it seems in in Asia, at least, that there can't be a discussion about AI without this coming up and being kind of the proof that, you know, how AI can be applied. Um, for those that don't know, it took, you know, Bollywood actor Shah Rukh Khan made him the star of, you know, a, a, of an ad, but then allowed through AI him to personalize different ads for mom and pop shops, essentially. So anyone could suddenly have a Bollywood actor represent their shop and what they were selling. Uh, so they, you know, AI allowed it to, you know, him to be the ad for thousands of permutations. So that was really interesting. What was also interesting was in the press conference, someone then asked the question of, you know, the idea of deep fakes these days and that you have, you know, AI could allow people to appear, um, you know, figures and celebrities to appear elsewhere, but, you know, perhaps, um, you know, you know, not under the auspices of the brand. In this case, everything was, you know, copyrighted and, and, and used properly, but there were asking that that question i think it just kind of reflects the right now the debate around ai that we're having which wasn't the case when this started but that you know you you have a great use here too but it also kind of there everyone can look at the use of you know ai that's changing what what people say and the use of celebrity as well okay so just a couple of quick mentions of, of other work so there's been some interesting what you might describe as product work uh, winning, uh, I mean, I'm not surprised in a category like innovation. So, uh, Augmental and Wonderman Thompson Lima won for Mouthpad. So, Maisie, tell us a little bit about this work. Um, so, Mouthpad is a product that's um, designed for um, quadriplegics or disabled people um, who aren't able to use their arms. So, basically, it's a, a custom tailored device that you can sit in the, uh, the roof of your mouth um, and then you can use your tongue to. Um, basically control the control different things using the device essentially so the the device in your mouth sends a message via bluetooth to other things so these can be things like mobile phones game controls and things and so the idea is obviously to give people who've lost the ability to do things to be able to do things um, for themselves and this is really sounds like a fantastic innovation what do we think about generally the kind of work that we're seeing recognized in can and that there's sometimes i guess there's a question about is it a product? Is it a actually a creative marketing type of experience? Is it about building a brand? Um, is there anything to say that when you look more generally at the kind of work that's being awarded? Yeah, I mean, I think you're seeing different work that can be a product, and I don't have a huge problem with it as long as it's a you know a product that basically shows perhaps what a company stands for in the the gold in this category was Shelmet for Hakahodo, which has won a number of other uh, lions already this year, including in design where I think it really stands out and that's, you know, it should, it's a, you know, beautifully constructed 
you know, essentially it's a, it's a helmet that was created out of old uh, seashells that were piling up in this one town. And you know, they, they argued that in a way the, the, the shells were kind of a, a pollution problem on land, which I, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if I quite, you know, bought that, but they did turn it around and they would, they ground up the shells into uh, little particles and put them together in the helmet for fishers to wear, uh, you know, out at, at sea. And they wanted improved safety and, you know, it, it kind of, you know, tied into to what the company, you know, wanted to, to talk about. So it's, uh, you know, yes, it's a product, but if it's done in a way that, um, that speaks to the brand, I think, I think, I think it's all for it. Yeah, I mean, I think I was speaking to someone who said that in um, in some of the other categories, and I guess that's a thing. There's been a across quite a few few of the juries. There's a, a real commitment to the criteria for that category, um, and in some of the other categories, I think um, some of these kind of product style uh, ideas haven't done as well because they're sort of you know the idea is that you know those categories were about the you know the promotion of something rather than you know the coming up with an idea and it's a product in itself, if that makes sense. So I know that, yeah, in some juries, they were kind of in a way that maybe in the past hasn't always been the case. They were kind of not similarly like some of the juries are, are kind of really trying to separate out the issue from the creative idea and the execution. They're also sort of separating out the product that's being advertised from the idea and execution. Yeah. And I, Maisie and I were at, on the Carlton Terrace last night and I can say that well, one or two of the jurors, they, they they look a bit worse for wear and it's not because it's late at night. It's because some of that really intense discussion, it's, 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 it's quite hardcore. And they, it's obviously it's a, we know that not all, not all the time do the juries agree. Yeah. Um, so we've done the awards. And as we've said, the last night of the awards is, uh, you know, tomorrow. We're not going to do a podcast tomorrow night. And part of that reason is that by Friday night, we'll be exhausted. But there's a second reason is actually things don't really become clear in my experience until really quite late on. And so what we're going to do is we're going to come back next week and do a proper roundup where we could have a chance to reflect about it all. But also looking to the future, Maisie, the new director showcase is something that Saatchi and Saatchi pushes every year here at Cannes. So I know you went along to that. Yeah, it was great. I mean, it's something, it's very well established, point in the calendar, the queues right up the stairs, um, you know, at quarter past 10 in the morning, you know, which I think is an achievement probably in Cannes day, on, on day four. Uh, and Frankie Goodwin, who's the CCO at Saatchi's in London, um, was on stage with Rain Allen Miller, who's just uh, formerly, um, well, currently um, an advertising director, but also just had her first feature film out, which is called Rye Lane, sort of focusing on an area of London called Peckham. Um, so that was a little bit starstruck, so obviously see her on stage. Um, and they had an interesting conversation, um, followed by the films. So there are kind of, I think it was 10 films, and there's a real collection of, some of them are music videos, some of them are short films. There's a couple of comedy ones, um, which were really good. And it's sort of a nice kind of, I don't know, warm bath of a session, if that makes sense. A kind of, you know, chance to, not multitask and, you know, leave your phone in your bag um, and just be inspired. So now it's time to just talk about the campaign beach party, which I have to say this year possibly was our best yet. And I'm going to set the scene for you briefly. Blazing sunshine, but the sun just starting to set a little in the sky. S upwards of 650 people coming to the Carlton Beach. There's a line pretty much stretching 100 metres down the Quasette at one point just because people know to come promptly at the start and a really great mix of people inside. 
And Maisie, I know you were very heavily involved in the planning for this. So uh, yeah, tell us a bit more about the party. Yeah, so obviously it's kind of a um, a long process of you know making sure lots of people are invited, checking the right people are, are there and coming, and you know it takes a little bit of a while in terms of the preparation. We have other people who do the you know the kind of planning, and obviously it's at the Carlton Beach, so they do all the the serving of the drinks and things. So essentially, it was funny. It's sort of almost it's sort of slightly strange, isn't it? In the sort of half, it's like having a birthday party or something. You're like, are people going to come? Are they going to have a nice time? Like, will they be, you know, will it be fun? And I think particularly for the British market, it is like the, you know, they've got two or so hours where they're not having to look after a client and they're not, or they're not selling, depending on which part of the business, you know, they're in. They're kind of able to just catch up with former colleagues, potential new colleagues, friends, you know, lovers, I don't know who, whatever. Um, so um, they, um, so it was nice. It was good. So there was, you know, it's really important to make sure that, you know, the right people are there in, an, but not in an, like an elitist crappy way, just in a, you know, to, because that's what's make it fun for people to know lots of people. And then also you need to make sure that you've got, that you're broadening out the opportunity to other people. So obviously we kind of partnered with various different kind of groups and initiatives as well to kind of broaden the guest list. Um, so essentially it's like every other drinks party in Cannes, but if you're from the UK with a, a lot of people, you probably know. Um, and there's wine and there is even some dancing. Robert, you come and visit uh, from, you, you know, there's a lot of UK people at this. How do you like it as a party? Uh, of course. No, it was a great party. It's uh, What I liked about it too is just being able to sometimes play matchmaker a little bit in terms of, I know you and I know you know the other person. And so I was bringing, I found out a few times, I was bringing people together and then just the smile on their faces when they finally meet someone that they've been corresponding with maybe for, you know, you know, six months or even a year. And then they finally get to meet face to face. So that, that part was really nice to me. Um, you know, seeing people from different countries that never get to see each other and, and allowing them to connect. I really like that. And we, Spoke to some of the people who came to the party and Hannah, our, Hannah Holt, our brilliant producer, who's been with us all week. Uh, working very hard. Working very hard. Got, got, got out the microphone. So let's listen to what some of our guests had to say. Uh, so my name is Natalie Cummins um, from Zenith, uh, CEO. So I've never been to Cannes before and I've been... Uh, surprised again about just how many clients that are relevant to media are here and actually this is a really great way to meet up with lots of your clients you know in a in a, in a short couple of days and, and and speak to lots of people so I'm surprised that actually it's much more relevant for me than I thought it was. Uh, so my name is Samuel Basaki. I'm a presenter and, and host at Sky Sports and Chelsea and a few other places and yeah that's what I mainly do. It's interesting because I came out with uh, Blackout 2023. Uh, Sifras Williams brought 50 black creatives to uh, Cannes for the first time, all expenses paid. He put his own money into it. And obviously coming into an environment like this, I wouldn't have been able to get the opportunity. Being here, you know, you're talking to people in such a like laid back and calm environment. And I feel like some of the conversations that I've had out here have been more meaningful than like 10 convos that I've had in London. And it's like, this type of environment is so useful for creators like myself. Hello, my name is Rob Mayhew. I am by day a creative director at Gravity Road. And then by the evenings, I create TikToks uh, that I base on the ridiculousness and the wonderfulness of the advertising industry. It feels like there's a lovely energy around Cannes this year. And 
there's a lot of discussions about how putting creativity at the heart of things. And um, for me, it's about, you know, look, using the tech like AI. Um, I've been, I'm here with TikTok this week. So it's about content from my, my type. My, my angle is very much about uh, how brands can be using TikTok to kind of further tell their stories. So for me, it's about, you know, putting the joy and the creativity back into our work. That's what's really important to me. And I think that's going to be important to brands as well. Hi, I am Hermeti Ballerin. I'm the Chief Creative Officer for Wyden and Kennedy in London. I, I have a hope. Um, I hope that uh, the work gets back to being fun and light. It's been a lot about purpose and advertising fixing the world, which is amazing. But especially in, uh, in events like this, awards, um, ceremonies, those kinds of purpose-based words get a lot of um, an easier ride to the top gongs. And I really hope that fun, lighthearted, commercial work gets awarded much more heavily in the next 12 months. Those sound bites hopefully give you a flavor of the party. It really was, I think, the best party we've ever done in my experience, Maisie. Because, I mean, we actually had a really good DJ and we had like 20, 30, 40, 50 people dancing. And one of your tunes was there. Yeah, so my husband really loves the cameo song Candy. And so, yeah, when I was much younger, I'd spent a weekend learning it. We're not, this is, sorry, the dance part of me. So there's a particular dance, for those who don't know, um, uh, where you kind of shuffle around basically in a, in a square. Um, and so some people like impromptu started doing it much better than I did. Um, and so I attempted to to kind of join in, which was fun. It was good. It's, um, it's, a good, it's a good happy song. It's fun. And can I just say, for all the people who were at the party and who were getting down on the dance floor, you know who you are and you really made it a great party. And we, the campaign team, really had a great time thanks to our guests. And uh, Robert, I think it was a pretty good party. Is that a fair objectively? Did I you dance, so. Robert? I didn't dance. I didn't dance. <laughs> Next year. Um, but no, I agree. It's uh, there was the fiftieth was pretty special too, and we had a you know person that that was singing, but it was different. This one was definitely one kind of it felt you know better post pandemic. Now it's like it felt like everyone's here, everyone's ready to celebrate. The industry is you know back on. And finally, on the subject of the party, we'd like to say a special thank you to our six partners who helped make the party such a success. So that's UK Advertising in Cannes, the IPA, News UK, Talon, Vivo and Worldwide Partners Inc. So thank you very much. And that brings us to the end of this podcast. So thank you to Maisie and to Robert. And if you'd like to read more about CanLions and all the other news from the advertising world, please visit our website, campaignlive.co.uk, campaignlive.com for the US, campaignasia.com and campaignindia.in. And likewise, if you enjoyed this episode of the Campaign Podcast, please follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Campaign Podcast has been produced by Hannah Holt from Haymarket Business Media and Aidan Lyons from Rethink Audio. Thank you for listening and I hope you'll join us next week when we'll have our Can Lions Roundup. On behalf of the campaign team around the world, goodbye. Goodbye.